How are we going, mates? Welcome back to the Top Step. My name is Ryan Roland-Smith. Have a great episode. I'm about to be joined by Grant Balfour and our special guest, World Series champion, Jesse Chavez. What an amazing, amazing journey this guy has been on and just won a World Series with the Atlanta Braves just recently. Plus, we have what I feel like is probably the funniest Aussie segment we've ever done. Uh, it gets a little loose, but it's a blast. We talk about everything that can kill you in Australia in the That's Grouse segment. So, awesome show today. I'm glad you can join us. Happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners and Aussies. It's starting to warm up. Summer's just around the corner. Man, I wish I was back there. All right, guys, I'll leave you to it. Make sure you go click subscribe before we continue. Make sure you go follow us on social media at the Top Step Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. All right, mate, let's get right to it. Please welcome Grant Balfour and World Series champion Jesse Chavez right here on the Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. First appearance of the big leagues. <laughs> Face a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Especially if he strikes them out. Here comes the one-two pitch to Junior now. The breaking ball. He struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life. As he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. And the inning is over. But what an inning it was. As six. Victor Martinez and Grant Balfour join and benches have cleared. My goodness. This this is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up, he talks a lot. It's not personalized, but he talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Grant Balfour, welcome back, mate. Hey, Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. First of all, happy Thanksgiving. It's yeah, coming same up in, you, buddy. Coming up in a couple of days. Obviously, we're oh, Australian. Yeah. You didn't grow up with it, but uh, it's always a nice holiday. Oh, yeah, no, I love a good holiday and I love a good food, mate. <laughs> do you, I know you stay in shape, man. You're on, you're on a pretty strict diet, but do you, do you crush a lot of that Thanksgiving food? Oh, yeah, I'll put it to sleep for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, it puts me to sleep. The turkey, you know how that works on you. Yeah, yeah. What, what's <laughs> it called? A bunch of turkey. What's, it, what's yeah. the, the, the thing in there that makes you sleepy? Oh, God. I wish I knew now. Christ, it's like melatonin. Just yeah, a, a trip, trip to fam or something. Trip, yeah, trip to fam. Or that's, like the, that. yeah. that's the one. That's it. Yeah, good yeah, on Just, just got to balance that out with a couple bangs, mate. You're, you're good. Oh, Christ. I'll tell you what. All right. So we've got a big show today. Jesse Chavez is joining us, World Series champion, fresh off the parade. I cannot wait to, to talk to him. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of rare that we get a chance to talk to some, someone who's just won the World Series with the Braves, gone through the parade. Unreal career, dude. We're going to jump into that before he gets on here in a second, but we always have to kick it off with the Aussie yeah. word of the day. And this was one you came up with because we use it a lot over yeah. here, even oh, in yeah. the States. What, what oh, do we got, mate? Uh, the word of the day is righto. <laughs> righto. <laughs> R-I-G-H-T-O. Righto. I was going to ask you, how do you spell that? Because some of my mates, when they text me, they just uh, say righto, like R-I-T-O. <laughs> yeah, righto, T-O. Oh, you put R-I-G-H-T-O, or you can put a little dash with an O. I guess you could do it multiple ways. It's basically the meaning. I to say, too, us having uh, Jesse on, just going back to that, us, us having Jesse on the show here, World Series champion. I mean, even Saturday Night Live has a tough time getting someone on there, mate. I know. So we've, 
it's it's worked out all right, mate. The top step. It's been, it's been fantastic. The this top is where it's at. gone out and got it done. This is where it's at, mate. We keep handing well, it Hendrix, Jesse Chavez sitting in the green room eating Jats and Cabanossi, waiting oh, mate, fifteen minutes. Love, they've heard about the Jats and Cabanossi and they love it. That's right. <laughs> get enough of it. <laughs> all right, so back back to right home, mate. So basically, like yeah. if I say, hey, hey, Grant, you good for you good for nine a.m. Yeah, right, eh? Yeah, yeah right, eh? Or it's like, you, you can use, it's basically fair enough. Like, yeah, fair, fair enough. enough. I guess I, sure, I say that. Or sure, no or, worries. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Basically, sure. you're just agreeing to something. Right, yeah. eh? I'm just, agree, I'll agree to that. That's no no problem. But then when someone's having a go at you, right? When someone's, yeah. you know, g- oh, giving yeah. you a bit, right? Getting stuck it, in you. Yeah, someone's getting stuck in you. You're just like, yeah, right, eh, mate? Like, yeah, right, yeah. eh, mate? Yeah, That's yeah. another one, too. Yeah, you give him the palm. You're like, yeah, right, eh? Enough's enough. <laughs> yeah. Or someone, someone's uh, talking about themselves way too much or something like that. It's like, yeah. right, eh, mate? We get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, eh? Yeah, it's definitely, it can be used in multiple ways. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it's a definitely a good one. It's an everyday. Probably comes out comes out of my mouth every day, I suppose. Oh, me too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right, eh? Right, eh, mate? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so again, let's get into it, man. We, like I said, Jesse Chavez. You go back through his career. What round was he? He got drafted back in 2002. mate. 42nd, mate. I had to do a count. It took me took me half an hour to count backwards. Forty second round. That's amazing. Nearly man. forgotten about. Actually, I don't know if that's like the last last cab off the rank or what. Yeah. But it had to be close. Like they say, you know, you're a first rounder. You get a million. Lottery tickets. You're a forty second round, and you probably get half a ticket. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, that's sitting outside. The chances, the chances of getting there and, and and doing what he's done, it's remarkable. Yeah, I, I love those stories, especially to not just the guys who get to the big leagues and they stick around. Now, mind you, he's play, played fourteen years in the big leagues. Fourteen years yeah. with what nine different teams. So I, yeah. I love hearing those stories, but some of those guys can kind of slide under the radar and just kind of keep popping up and, and putting together a good career. But when you yeah. see a dude who's 38 years old go yeah. on to, first of all, start a World Series game. He had that little opener in game four yeah. and then win a World Series. It's the best, dude. All of a sudden, now they're on that national stage. You're like, oh, man. And, and it goes to all those storylines. You hear all this stuff about Brian Snitker being a career minor leaguer and all these other players and, and the backstories. You get a chance to, to see all these backstories. And then you have a guy like Jesse Chavez, man. Some of the stuff he has been through, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, he's got family and his family's been going through, you know, living this with him for years and years. So just to hear the stories, especially, you know, like, I know what it's like to leave family and go and play and not be, you know, around family. So do you, you know, when you, when you got to go on the road and he's been doing it for a long time. So to have that world series, very gratifying. And you hear this all the time as well. It's like, Oh, you know, you get DFA released or you, you opt out or something like that. Uh, these players. And then, then you see them, you look on baseball reference and they pop up somewhere else and play. Right. But you hear these comments like, oh, yeah, no, he's good. He, someone will catch on or blah, blah. It doesn't work that way, man. I can't wait to ask him. He left the Angels at spring training this year, done, goes home, and then doesn't sign with the Braves until months later. Like, yeah. he, even that, man, especially to the game's getting younger. Everyone throws 100 out of the bullpen. He doesn't. He's like low 90s with sink, which is still yeah. – he's, he's nasty. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. you have those situations where – you see these guys, okay, yeah, they catch on because they're, you know, they're throwing 97. It's just a straight, here you go. We're going to give you a chance in AAA. But here yeah. he is in his late 30s 
getting a chance to go play AAA, has to prove himself. It's not a situation, oh, I come here and throw 20 innings and then we're going to call you up. He has to go and absolutely dominate to stick out above all these other prospects and these young players and these priorities he got in their organization. And up yeah. he goes and then ends up having a, a really good run with the Braves and, and here he is. Yeah, I mean, you defy the odds for sure. Like you said, it's not easy. I guess I don't want to refer to myself, but I've been in those shoes. Yeah. It is tough. You're not sure. You know, and uh, and like you said, he went out there. He didn't doubt himself. He said if he could find his arm slot, I think, uh, to me, he told me that, you know, years ago. If he if he just has his arm slot and he knows where everything's coming out, um, he's confident in what he can do and what he can throw. You know, he's he's the type of guy that, like you said, um, he's evolved as a pitcher. You know, he was a guy that through mid-90s threw hard, and now he's, you know, now he's sinking the ball and doing other things. And uh, he had to go out there and prove himself, and he did just that. So, well, with that being said, mate, here is Jesse Chavez waiting in the in the waiting room. Again, he's got he's got music playing in there. There's a bunch of celebrities back in that way in the green room. Yep. Right. Oh yeah. Eat, eating just an endless amount of jats. All right, we bring him in. <laughs> yeah, mate, bring him in. Can't All wait. Right. All right, let's do it. Okay, hey Jesse, man, welcome, buddy. Appreciate it. First of all, I've got to say, massive, massive congratulations, dude. That was so fun to watch. You know, winning the World Series, especially beating the Houston Astros. It was so much fun to watch. And for you, obviously, you're 37 years old. You've had a massive career. You came up in 2008, and you've been through it all, man. I mean, we haven't got enough time right now to sit here and go <laughs> through it all. How fun was that, man? That World Series. Oh, it was great. Um, you know, each year has a different story. This year's story was, you know, me getting hurt in spring training and sitting on the couch in April, not knowing what I was going to do, whether I was going to be home or not. Then I just started yelling at the TV about, you know, pitchers making this pitch and that pitch. And <laughs> wife said, hey, get out of here. Go make your own mistakes. So I said, all right. So I got the <laughs> when, when I got some numbers, once I felt my arm was, was right, my ankle had to heal up too. I banged it up the last game that I pitched in spring. So it was like, couldn't walk the next day. I was like, can't make the team you know hurt so yeah. i i got it i understood that part understood that business side of not holding on to me for a week and seeing what happens right. um it just wasn't beneficial for either of us so i you know praise angels for that and then i just ended up going to watch a game as a fan for the first time uh, with my daughters went and picked up my stuff that i had left in spring yeah uh, we went and watched uh, lance lynn and in, in anaheim pitch as a fan you know it's kind of cool um, but I felt I wasn't ready for that yet. Is, is that tough to go watch though? I mean, especially when you're, you know, you're active, man. I mean, you could literally, you know, roll out on the field and throw two innings and that's a team that you've already played for recently. Are those the moments when you go off to watch a game and you see it firsthand as opposed to sitting there, you know, yelling at the TV or sitting there with your wife, whatever. Yeah. Cause again, you're 37 man, and again, you've got kids and everything else. You start to question what am I going to do after the game? Is it moments like that going out to, you know, to watch an Angels game and saying, all right, you know what, get back in the car on the way home. All right, I'm going to get back in shape. I'm, I'm going to put my name back out there to go play. Yeah. yeah. And that was in the transition period where I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. It was like I was still a little achy from my foot and, you know, my subscap mm -hmm. from spring. So it was like, because I had found my slot again that I was previously before surgery. So I was like, all right, well, what am I going to do here? Um, and then I just got up through the ball one day and, pain-free and i said all right let's rock yeah. rest is a wrap 
And how did it all go down with the with the Braves? Is this something that you your agent had to reach out and or, or did you have teams reaching out to you saying, "Hey, do you want you, you want to come sign with us?" Like, how did that process happen? No, we just sent numbers out to all the teams in an email. Yeah. Uh, I went, you know, in tennis shoes. I was back up to ninety one, ninety two, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, well, if I get some cleats on, some adrenaline, we might be back onto something else." You know, my elbow felt good for the first time in years since eighteen. And I was like, all right, what, what can we do now? Do you, do you have to, like, do you have to prove that? Like, do you have to send video of like a radar gun? Or you just said, no, I'm, I'm sitting 96, 97. <laughs> no, we took uh, some TrackMan numbers and got all that and oh, nice. send it all out. Yeah. Uh, that's legit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesse, it um, will definitely pay it off, mate. You so looking here, I mean, it'd been a while since you'd been back in the minor leagues, obviously looking up the numbers, 2013, you had a little bit of time with Oakland back in the minor leagues there. So going now forward eight years from that time and you're going back to the minor leagues and you, you're trying to maybe prove yourself to get called up again. I looked at the roster, first of all, before I took before I signed to make sure I was going to go and be in good spirits and not just go and be miserable and, you know, force pitch, you know, oh. out of anger, you know, and that ain't going to get anything done, especially, if you know, you want to, get the final goal, which is get back to the big leagues and just compete, you know, yep. prove myself. I was proving to myself. I wanted to prove to myself I was healthy once I got there. Um, but I looked at that roster and you look at it, if you look at it hand top to bottom, you're like, man, these guys are here with a smile on their face and I'm getting good reports from who's there. And then all of a sudden I get there and it was just, we always said we were, they were going to, we were going to be the first triple A team to get expansion into the big leagues mid season. <laughs> just because we just because of that how much talent you had there i mean you had yeah. you know yomer sanchez at third kipnis at second goins at short um travis yeah. snyder at big league time i mean you just go up and down around you just like wow so you know that helped out and it helped me just showing up every day to be able to go and do my thing <laughs> which was just get the rhythm get the timing back repeat my arm slot that i had in 18 when i had a pretty good run that year and then I was like, all right, but you got to make sure you're ready. You're not going to go just because you're putting up zeros. Yeah. I need to make sure I'm ready back to back, multiple outings. And how I feel after throwing a multiple inning outing the next day is my arm in the right slot still. That was the biggest key for me, making sure my slot was in the right place each and every day after I threw. Well, you and I both know, I mean, we've, we've all pitched, all of us here have pitched at AAA level. We've all pitched at the big league level. And you know, there's sometimes I look at the hitters, I think triple A hitters, you're getting triple A hitters out. Once you get to the biggies, we all know, can't really make some of the mistakes. Maybe you could make it triple A, even though you have some seasoned players down there. But you put up some great numbers at triple A, 20 innings or so down there. And then obviously it looks like whatever you're doing down there, it just took off and, and you and you repeated the same thing even better in the big leagues. Obviously, whatever you're doing down there just carried over and it was great to see, mate. Yeah, thank you simple again because I, I realize if I leave a bad pitch they're going to swing I just keep it to you know to my my strengths which was being able to move the ball around top bottom in and out that was the biggest thing that I was doing in spring with the angels was being able to elevate the ball a little bit more with my sink and my cut just to, because I'm so predominantly down mm. you know just to change some eye levels a little bit not I'm you know not saying I'm going to do it you know all the time but you know we just go up there to shock as you guys know that you know, stand them up a little bit to make down a little bit bigger for us. So that's kind of what I tried to do when I was with the Angels. And then I fortunately got hurt. And then I just wanted to 
keep that in my head because I was getting good reports from Trout, Upton, and, you know, Fowler, all those guys during spring. So that feedback from those guys, I'm going to take it and run with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those guys are pretty well named. I want to get back to, you mentioned, you know, some of the stuff you mentioned Trout, obviously in spring training, some of those guys that, you know, when you, when you do, you know, when you do simulated, you know, at bats and stuff like that, I want to get to that in a second, but I do want to go back. You mentioned the, the, the roster. So you basically, when you were looking at the Braves said, look, we want to sign you, bring, bring you to AAA. You're looking at that roster and you're seeing some of the veteran players. I got to say, man, because like Grant has too, man. And it's been since 2013, since you're in the minor leagues. The game's changed, obviously, right? I don't know how the Braves do it, but now it's all these young players in AA, AAA sitting there who throw 100, all of them. They may not be able to throw strikes, but they're just ready to, ready to go up. Was there ever that kind of, especially when you have veteran players, that bitterness in AAA when they're when you're riding a bus or thinking, oh man, I should be in the big leagues, or some dudes, you know, just going off for a month, going, you know, hitting, you know, ten bombs or something like that, saying, oh, why am I getting a shot? There has to be some of that, right? Surely in that period, not at all. That's amazing. One would think it was incredible, man. I I, I promise you, um, it was. We didn't let it happen. You know, right. it, it honestly reminded me when I got to AAA for the first time when I got traded over to Pittsburgh. There was 33 years of big league experience in that just bullpen alone in AAA yeah. sitting there, you know. So it reminded me of that that time when I was coming up. Now I'm in that in their shoes, trying to do what they did to me, which was teach me how to do it the right way, so that way when you get up there, you're not that little prick, that right. little new <laughs> prick that's like yeah. running around, thinking walking around with a speaker and shit like that. Like no, it was <laughs> yeah. we didn't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we we let it. We let you be you. That was the biggest thing. You know, if you want to get out of here, you're going to have to be yourself. But we didn't let any of the younger kids and prospects get into any down things or Mm. things like that. We always kept them humble. That was the biggest thing. And because, you know, we had to be it because we were in AAA and we all had time. Yeah. Hey, so so you mentioned some of the feedback. You're in spring training. You mentioned Trout and some of these other guys giving you feedback. Is that because you guys are facing each other early in spring as far as what they see? Oh, um, it was something me and Dom Chidi had talked about. He said, these guys aren't going to go hit and they'd rather stand in against you than one of the younger kids. So I was like, all right, but I explained to him, this is what I was going to do. And, you know, I apologize if it, if it gets away a little bit, but it's not, but you know, everywhere, every pitch I wanted to do, I was able to execute. And then, you know, I just always had that, that day in my head when I got home and when I was getting ready to leave. And then I had it in my head when I was, when I was throwing, only when I was going to those locations up there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but other than that, I still had to do my thing with, you know, executing down and perfecting that. Yeah, right. That's amazing, man. Like, just when you get feedback like that, because you've all been there and, and you've been back and forth, up and down. You've been traded all over the place, DFA, whatever it may be. And you start to second guess, is my stuff, does my stuff play at this level? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you get those those days where you have that veteran team around you. You have that Kipnis playing behind you and he makes that one comment or Trout in spring training makes that one comment. Hey, man, look, when you pitch up here, it's hard to see or whatever it may be. And it just lives inside your head. Hopefully, hopefully it lives inside your head when you need it the most. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. All those all those live BPs I had early on with the, with the guys in Gwinnett, even the ones coming down for rehab, you're just sitting there. You're just like, man, all right, I'm getting that. It's... It means it, t- it tells me that it still plays a little bit. It's still a little bit late, even though the velo's not there. Uh, sure. Well, I think we all know that pitching's all about confidence. So you got a guy like Mike Trout telling you, hey, man, that's tough to hit. The best hitter in the game. That gives you some confidence right there to go out and say, all right, I'm going to throw that pitch. I'm going to 
throw it up and in. It's not as wide and down anymore. Like when you probably first came in and I came in, you know, they're starting to elevate the ball more. So like you said, you're starting to pitch up a little more, you cut the ball, you move the ball, you make it really hard on hitters to, to get comfortable in the box. And that's why you're still pitching it. You know, I know Ryan said 37 early there, but I think you're 38. I know you look 37, but I think you're 38. I'm oh, bad, 38, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Hey, 14 seasons, mate, 14 seasons uh, in the big leagues as of today. And this is a, this is a good thing. You drafted in 2002 in the 42nd round and you've had 14 Mm. years in the big leagues. Like that's Mm. a testament to you. And we want you to give the kids out there that maybe are sitting there in the minor leagues, wondering if they're ever going to make it or the kid that's drafted in the 40th round or late that there is hope and there is a chance and, and you're living proof of that. Yeah. It's every mm. inning you get any inning I could get, but I didn't want to abuse myself to where, you know, I couldn't get to this point. I knew that in my gut and in my heart that I could do something special with what I have, regardless of how big I am. Cause I'm not the biggest one. Even when I came in, I was, when I signed, I think I was six, like 38 pounds, dude. It was one of those type of deals where the wind blew me over on the mound where I had to step off. So I didn't balk. Yeah, but it it it's one of those where you you have to just take every year and each year is a new task at hand and you can't be content with it. Can't be content with the good game. Can't be content with the bad game. You just have to understand that each game is a learning lesson and each game is a your own pitching coach. I think Don Sutton said that. You know, each inning is is your best pitching coach. That's the innings that count. That'll teach you how to pitch and how to how to evolve. So my thing is no matter where you're at, somebody's watching, whether it's a guy passing by watching his grandson or it's a guy taking his nephew, you know, a ball game or something like that, or a mom who sees somebody play that you're like, man, stands out and he has somebody in the stand. She has somebody in her family that's in the, in the baseball world. You know, you just never know. And for me, I was fortunate enough to be in the right position at the right time where the guy that signed me, I had the worst game of my career in college and he happened to see it. And if it wasn't for me throwing 166 pitches at my size and still getting through it and just showing that I still had heart, Mm -hmm. I could get it done. It didn't matter, you know, the stature of who you are. So there's no, there's no, no, hate, no, hate rules, hate labels. So I see me with the water bottle, I'll reserve it off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you, you've defied you know, any odds, like you say, that might be out there. And you talk about setting goals. You know, anyone out there can, can do anything. It, it, it doesn't matter, big, small, tall, whatever. Hey, Jesse, the game, you know, you're talking about <clears throat> when you, you, know, you got drafted late, you know, you, you're small, everything else. The game's definitely changed. I mean, obviously, even since you came up in 2008, right? Where analytics is such a plays such a massive part. Do you feel like it's that has helped you the way the game has changed, or do you feel like you've been, you know, the odds have been even tougher for someone like you? Because I know, like, yeah, you know, look, everyone in the in a bullpen now throws ninety seven plus. You know, you watch the the mm-hmm. playoffs in the World Series, you guys, are like, man, look at this, look at this bullpen. It's ridiculous. It's been that way the last couple of years. Do you feel like, from an analytics standpoint, your ball moves a ton? You pitch down in the strikes, and you're obviously way below, you know, RPM than average and stuff like that, which is a good thing, right? Do you feel like that's something that's helped you or it's just it's made it tough for you to, to stick around? I think it's helped me. Yeah. Being um, – throwing in, you know, 
I'd say two different eras, two and a half, because mm-hmm. I came up in 08. So parts of three decades, it's kind of different knowing that you're like, all right, well, hmm. Before it was, you read the feet, you read the hands, you, you know, that was just pitching. Yeah. You know, now you're just here, throw the ball here. Cause he can't hit it here, but, and he can't hit it down here. Well, how do I get here and how do I get there? Well, these, some of these young kids don't understand that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. well, I threw it there and he didn't swing. What do you want me to do? Well, it's ball four and he's on base. Mm-hmm. Well, now you got to face another guy and you got to come down a little bit more. And that's where we get touched. Yeah. You know, so being able to incorporate what I did before and how the game was before and watching all that stuff. And then now seeing this whole spin rate thing come about. Yeah. I'm just like, well, nobody's moving the ball around to different sides of the plate. Every right. catcher's down the middle. Yeah. And it's basically looks like it. It's an iron mic coming at you from mm-hmm. watching because the catcher isn't moving. Right. So that helps me out knowing I just got to be somewhere that looks like it's there for them. And then, you know, if I execute it, it's going to be a win for me. So there has to be that balance, right? I mean, uh, anytime I talk to someone like you or, you know, some of these other pitchers, that, uh, you hear all this stuff and you get on social media and there's all these pitching gurus and everything. And it's all about, you know, uh, spin rate and velocity up in the strikes and everything else. But when it comes down to it, like Dan Altavilla, I had him, you know, he, he was with the Mariners and became buddies mm-hmm. with him when I was covering the Mariners and then the Padres. But dude, the guy throws a hundred with nasty slider, but it's like, dude, get ahead in the count just one time and you're going to be okay. I feel like he's a perfect scenario where he's throwing a bullpen and every two seconds he's turning around checking the iPad for the rap solo score. There has mm-hmm. to be that balance, right? Do you, do you see that with young pitchers? They get way too caught up in the analytics. Oh yeah. Yeah. We saw it. We got, we got, had a lot of talks in Gwinnett about it with all the younger guys because it was there for them, but they had the edgertronic. So that was a little bit different. Right. That I like that better than the track man stuff, yeah. in my opinion, because uh, you can yeah. see hand release and stuff like that. Gotcha. But yeah. you, when you see these guys getting caught up into that, I'm like all that means nothing mm-hmm. because, A, there's nobody in the box and no. it's the bullpen. So what are you trying to get accomplished? You should get accomplished of, like you said, get ahead strikes, put away strikes. That's what a bullpen should be for. At the end of the day, I think you got to you gotta look at the swings that a guy someone takes a guy's taken off of you and the way he reacts. I mean, they've got all these things out there. I know they've got the track, man. They got this and that edge training, like you say, but at the end of the day, I, I think the good old fashioned way too is just watching the way a guy reacts. Like we talked about it. And some of the guys talked there and I will be network about a guy fouls the ball right back. It doesn't mean he's right on it. He's actually not on it. He's not on that pitch. He missed it. So I just remember so many guys I played with, they go straight to that breaking ball, straight to that slider and whack that guy would you go right into slider bat speed and be double off the wall. I'm like, just go right at him with another heater and challenge him. Like you don't have to switch pitches because the guy fouled a pitch off. It doesn't mean he's right on it. I like the the old school, uh, you know, train of thought. But don't get me wrong, I love the new technology where we can go and and look at different things. I've been five six years now out of the game, so that wasn't even there for me. Man, things have changed fast. I feel mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, like I, we, I'd like to do what Billy Wagner taught me, and it was the simple analytics. What's you know, like what percentage is their swing count? O two runners in scoring position, you know, three mm-hmm. O swings, stuff like that. That's what I like to know, and then broken up in the in in the different parts of the ball game. Oh. that's analytics to me. Yeah, right. I don't, 
because that'll tell me what pitch to throw, what pitch to get ahead, what I can use as a chase, what what I can use as a strike to strike and ball to ball. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. based on what those numbers say, those are numbers that are relevant to bullpen guys. I used to love the who swings at the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's sure. guys out there that don't swing at the first pitch. Then why am I going to try and paint the corner when I can just go right at him? Doesn't matter what I throw. Like, or they don't swing at first pitch breaking ball. Just get me over. Yeah. And you're already ahead of the game. Oh, one. Now you got room to play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things like that too. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that still comes into play. I'm sure, uh, you know. You, you obviously you being like you said pitching in three different decades you have that you know you have that knowledge and, and you have that knowledge to pass on so hey jesse i, want, I would just want to jump into uh into this year man so you come up with the braves and obviously you guys win a world series man first of all brian snitker we, we heard from the outside you're obviously in the clubhouse is he what everyone says he is great dude great players manager and all those things oh yeah he's the same guy as when I was there in the first time in 2010, right. he was when he was the third base coach at the time. Hasn't changed. Same guy, same same personable person, um, just approachable. That's the best part about it. Yeah. Doesn't matter what what day it is, what you know, day of the week, what time it is. You're walking by, you say what's up. He's there. You know what I mean? Um, just he's a fun guy to play for. That's that's for sure. So walking in game six. In Houston, he didn't change a thing, right? Came there wasn't some like, oh, we're in Game Six, but we're in Houston. I need to come in and talk to the team and change it up. <laughs> Nothing like no. that. Just awesome. Yep, same shit. And so um, you, uh, you got the opportunity. You obviously have that start in Game Four. Now, just take us through that. You you showed up at the field, right? And you had no idea. Yeah, I was going out for stretch, and then uh, he's like, "Yeah, you're starting." I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." <laughs> Yeah. Sweet. All right. So you were, you were prepared for uh, multiple innings or you, or he didn't really say too much to you? No, he said he didn't say too much, but he told me I was going to go back out. Um, I forgot who was up. He's like, yeah, you're going to go back out. I was like, all right. Then we ended up getting to my spot in the lineup in the first. So I was like, well, yeah. probably not going to, not a situation for me to hit if we can roll the lineup over. So yeah. I didn't, didn't end up getting to go back out and told me to go have some Coronas in the clubhouse. Oh, there you go. Hey, that's not, that's never a bad thing. Like, all right. Obviously, your first World Series, mate. Just give us a little bit of insight as you've done a lot of things in this game. Obviously, I would think that this ranks at the top. Just give us a little bit of insight to the World Series and, and how it was to be a player on the Atlanta Braves team. Man, you're numb when you're there. Once we took the line, my whole career just flashed before my eyes. Just, just thinking back from being drafted to get in the call, you know, all that shit. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, well, still got to keep it the same game. Wait till it's over with to, you know, however it ends, just understand that you were here, you know, everything you worked for. It was the fifth one on my checklist. Yeah. Um, out of my five goals. Um, so I was like, all right, well, that was the final one you got here. So what are we going to do? How are you, how do you want to help, you know, contribute to this team? And by doing that is just not changing who you are and just keeping it the same, no matter who it is on the other side. And, you know, the other side was the Astros and it's a familiar foe for me being in the AOS for so many years. You're like, all right, well, they know you, you know them. Let's try and execute a little bit. Um, didn't have that one execution to Correa that, you know, gave us that, that loss and that, 
game five, no four. And you're just like, man, it stinks. So mm-hmm. how can you not mess it up? Like, cause it's the biggest stage of, of all of baseball. You're like, man, that, that yeah. stinks. But the next day just came back and we just rolled with it again. Snitz yeah. one of those to, you know, get you back out there and that helps. Hey Jess, you yeah. mentioned you had five goals. That was the fifth one. What was the what were the first four? First one is getting uh getting drafted. Yeah. Debut. Uh reaching arbitration. Uh actually it's debut, arbitration, um, ten years, and then you got the ring. What um so when 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 were these written down? Was this something that you, you know, when you were the around forty something and you're going in and you you know you're you're smaller than everyone else and you're, you're sitting there in spring training and is this when you start thinking about these five goals or all these things you want to accomplish or is this later on? It just started accumulating throughout the throughout right. my minor league career, just coming up and then all right, what else can we do to right. this? to add on to you know because you're yeah. you can't you shouldn't be settled on one goal once yeah, you get sure. it you should want more i've always goal. told yeah i've always told people hey I, I had a goal to get to the big leagues and then you get to the big leagues like what now you know yeah so i had to set another goal and i didn't do that until i was injured and i said i forced my, i told myself i want to be one of the best relievers in the game i want to be as good as Mariana rivera I put myself up there with Joe Nathan, all these guys. I said, I want to be on that top 10 list come MLB Network when they show the top 10 relievers in the game. And it might have been far-fetched and people might laugh at you and think you're crazy. But I feel like why not shoot that high and see where you fall, you know? And it worked out. And obviously, you've done the same thing. And that just what keeps, keeps the drive, keeps that, you know, keeps you going. That's why you go out there and play every day. Yeah. And uh, you've reached and accomplished those goals, and and now, uh, hey, now you're gonna have to set a new one. What's what's number? We're gonna have to put number six on the list, buddy, because you're still going. <laughs> uh, make it to forty without getting hurt. There you go. Be nice. nice. There you go. It's hard there to do, go. man. Oh my god. Yeah. Two, two year deal. Get you a two two, two year two deal more. on the cards this year. I love that yeah, though. I love, I love that when, when, when everyone's like, oh, baseball, you can play to your forties. Like, yeah. Okay. There's like a top yeah. 0.01% of players who can actually do that. It's frigging hard. Yeah. Man. And you got to be good. Yeah, and you got to be healthy. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Ask Bartolo. It's, it's not easy, but uh, right. <laughs> he's, he seemed to make it look easy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Jess, got to ask, man. So you guys win the world series, right? That night, I mean, talk us through the, from the moment that Freddie Freeman catches that ball over first base onwards. What happens to a player, a team, for those of people who've never won a World Series, like myself, even Grant Grant's been to a World Series, and everyone, 99.99% of people listen to this thing. Think about what, what it took to get there. Boom. All of a sudden, all that hard work, you know, offseason. Did everything, everything worked in the offseason or did it? You know, where you just numb to the fact and you just rode this wave. But it wasn't a wave for this team, you know. Had 88 wins. Nobody expected us to win. But you look at the lineup up and down, you're like, damn, this team should have more. That just tells you about the division. The division beats up on you. Then you have the, you know, we play the AL East in Interleague. And that's not an easy division either. 88 wins is whatever everybody wants to look at it. You had to look at what we had to go up against. You know, yeah, Marlins were in the playoffs last year. They're no slouch. Their division, any anybody in division, whether in first or last, you have a chance against that division team. And then, you know, 
after that, you, that flashes in when you're running in with the team. Then boom, once the ceremony's over, you're walking down the steps and all right, where's the family at? Yeah. You know, the one, you know, oldest one been in it since day one, you know, she's a senior this year. So you're like, wow. And the middle one, you know, the younger one, they're all gone. You know, they're like, that's the tough part leaving every year. But then you, you get this and you're like, this is why, you know, yeah, right. yeah you want to be able to, you want to be able to get to say it. This is why, you know, fortunately we were able to do that and did it right before my daughter's birthday. Yeah. Wow. What a, pre- what a present for her. And now did you, uh, did she end up spending her, uh, her birthday there in Atlanta? Cause I know you guys had the, uh, the, the bus rides and, uh, and all in the city there. You know, the, yeah. the whole city was just going crazy, I'm sure. It's, it's been since the 90s. They've, they've waited a while, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, she wanted – that's what she wanted before uh, we clinched because I just want to parade on my birthday. So we ended up having it the day after her birthday. So <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. It was pretty fun. You know, they said over a million. I got close to three million people that showed up for that that parade. It was, wow. it was incredible. 26 wow. years. I mean, it's – of a lot of a lot of heartache coming through that city and you know just it was pretty nice to be on the team that brought him a ring that's for sure yeah yeah that's a memory that uh you'll have forever and that won't be the last time you'll be in atlanta i mean who knows like i say you're a free agent you might be back and if you're not yeah. back with them you'll be with someone else but you will be back in atlanta because you'll be doing reunions and that mm-hmm. uh that ring and that legacy that you guys left there That'll never go away. So you'll always have that attachment yeah. to Atlanta, which it's got to be a good feeling to know too. Yeah. You know, especially the first time getting getting traded midway through and then seeing like a team lose in the playoffs that year to the Giants, who went on to win it in 2010. Then being able to finish it off this year, it's kind of means that that makes it that special, you know. Um, so, yeah, like you said, we'll be able to be tied to that city forever. Be cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Jesse, congratulations, man. This, this has been a lot of fun keeping you. I don't want, I, I know you got to go work out because it's your, you know, you're off season, you're a free agent. You got to go show up and, and go lie to people to say you're throwing 98 miles per hour when you're sending in. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Hey, it worked, yeah. dude. It worked. I know. Obviously, I know you didn't say you're throwing 98, but send, it's, it's just amazing, man. You, you get to that point. You mentioned going back to April. You get done with spring training, no hard feelings with the Angels, but you leave there and all of a sudden you're sitting home going, well, is this it? I mean, that's got to flood into your mind. And now you're sitting here hanging out at home, just had a World Series parade. It's just, it's, it goes into that thing where it could be January this year and you may not have heard from a team. I'm not saying that's going to happen or some mm-hmm. point in your career up until you want to pitch to your 40, there's going to be those little moments and you can just look back. Hey, I'll go back to that April. I'll go back to when Mike Trout said my stuff plays up in the strike zone. I'll go back to when I went to that game, watch my buddy pitch in, in Anaheim. And you're just like, Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to, I'm going to just keep pushing on, man. That, that's awesome. man. So it was such a cool story this year and yeah, everything you've been through in your career. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, this was a fun ride this year, for sure. I'll give you, I'll give you one goal there. You got 966 career innings, mate. So let's let's get Need to it. that thousand. Let's get to that yeah. thousand this year. Yeah, that and the punchies. Punchies take a couple years, but that and then yeah, you got you got a hundred or so punchies to go. You, you get a starting <laughs> job this year. You can, I know, you, right? You can do it for sure. Yeah. Well, the yeah, opening's exactly. a thing, so let me let me open two two times out of the week. And, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, get the, you get the GS right. The game you get the game start when you open. You still get that. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah put that in there. Put that in the contract. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll take that to Harb. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, buddy. Awesome. Well, good on you. Congratulations on the World Series. Well-deserved win. Appreciate um, it. Thank you. One of, my, one of my favorite teammates when I was playing. I was really excited about having you on today. It's been great talking to you. Congratulations. Actually, you know what? Hey, you and the family, mate. Jesse, I've got to ask, you, ask this, man. Talk to what's us, up? Grant. Everyone who listens to this. And I get a lot of feedback and messages saying, oh, Grant seems pretty normal, you know, when he's talking on the – because everyone knows him as just a maniac <laughs> on the mound, dude. When you first right, met mate. him, what was it? were you like, man, talk to me through how was Grant Balfour as a teammate? Oh, he's awesome. He's, he's one of my favorites. One of my favorites. I mean – Were you questioning, that, though? Were you questioning why is, is he acting that way pitching? Oh, closer. That's why. Just knew he was a closer, different. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, just watching watching him from afar on the other side, and then being able to play with him, you're just like, man, I love that intensity because I have that inside. I just don't put yeah. it out there. Yeah, yeah. And unless the situation calls for it, but watching him do it, I'm like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> then, then when you did that in, in 12, when in game 162, where you pushed Jim off the mound and you put yourself into the ball game <laughs> to close it for five days straight. What was that yeah, yeah. Five days. Oh yeah. man. But when you, you're right. When I you, kicked, right, I when kicked you these water him, off the back of the mound. Too. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> when you saw him sitting in the chair, moving around, I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, watch this. And he did that. And I just, I'm just like, Oh my God. And I'm sitting there just like, Oh, this is, this, no, this isn't happening. This is, this is happening. And you see Bowmill go like this, and he just goes, and that was it. And obviously, he had every right to do it. It's his fifth day, fourth day, fifth day in a row. Grant, who did uh, you kick win. off the mound? What was his name? Jim Miller. Uh, Jim, Jim Miller. Hey, Jesse, when, when Grant no, was Jim's in there, he's a great pitching. bloke. Nothing against Jim. He's a great bloke. No. But I was just like, mate, I've gone four days straight to get here. And we were, you know, like I said, it, we were five games back, six to play. This was like, like something where you would have said, this is almost impossible to do. I'm, like, I'm going to finish this. You know what I mean? We've started this, all these guys. I'm going to finish this with these guys. And anyway, I don't know what got into me. I just saw red and I was like, I'm going. I'm going to the pitch. And, and for those of you who don't know what oh, we're talking man. about, basically, what year was that, 2012? Yes. So 2012, yeah. Grant has pitched four days straight. It's the last game of the year. They're about to clinch. They're up on the Texas Rangers. They've got a massive lead, so you don't need the closer. And Jim yeah. Miller was warming up. Grant's like, hey, screw this. Calls down to the dugout. I don't know if you called yourself or you the bullpen coach. Called. I don't know. And so they on pitch, and they're like, what? And you booted his water off the mound. See ya. And then you went in and <laughs> finished. See, the thing is, I watched that game, man. I just saw you hands up. Oh, yeah, everyone's probably feeling good. But, hey, Jesse, what was Jim doing as Grant was pitching? Was, was, was he cool or was he, like, a bit buttered over it? it no, he, he was confused at first. And then he just <laughs> laughed because he, he knew what what this meant and he knew what Balf was doing. So he's like, all right, it's, it's Balf. It's going to finish it, I guess. Because, I mean, everybody in that bullpen had, like, a 2-5 and below. So oh, yeah. Jim was no slouch. So you're like, all right, it's oh, yeah. game over anyways, whoever you put on the mound. Yeah, right. So, yeah, he, but he was I, dealing. Everyone was dealing. Um, that, oh, man, that story is beautiful. That's where I'm like, oh, this guy's the man. <laughs> oh, man, good times. Hey, it's good times. I'm glad we could uh, reminisce. I'm glad we could talk about it. Um, like I said, man, it's been awesome having you on. So excited. Couldn't be more happier for you to, to know that you got a ring. Uh, to a Thank great you, guy and great teammate. So good for you, buddy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Jesse, yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you.
We're going to have Jim Miller. Appreciate Jim Miller's it. our next guest, by the way, next week. So thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. All right, Jesse. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. See you, buddy. See ya. See ya. Brand, that was awesome, man. I love hearing those stories. I could have kept him on all friggin' afternoon, mate. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I, you know, I haven't had a chance to speak to him other just, you know, shooting some texts back and forward and whatnot, but just to get down to the nitty gritty, I suppose, and 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 get a little bit of insight into his career and what he's been thinking and all those emotions that ran through him after winning that World Series and, like he said, walking down the steps and being able to embrace his family and enjoy that. That was his cool. daughter's birthday, having the parade for her. Just awesome, you know, just a, a special moment in his family and, and his career. And it's not like this isn't a guy who just, you know, smooth sailing through the big leagues. I guess there's no real career that has that smooth sailing through the big leagues, even the absolute uh, superstars. But you go back to, he mentioned he went out to a game in April. So the, the Angels let him go and he's kind of contemplating whether or not he's going to play anymore. He goes yep. out and watches his buddy pitch with his daughter. And, and it's like, okay, am I done? But that kind of locks him back into saying, you know what? I can pitch. And even his wife said, hey, get out of here and go pitch again because he kept yeah. you know, yelling at the TV. But then yeah. you hear him talking about how his career, when you stepped up on that line, his whole career flashed before his eyes, man. I mean, I couldn't imagine. And then I love the fact what he said about just, like you said, we, you know, first thing he, he goes to is his family because they've been through a lot too. I mean, you think about that, not just summers away from home, but, oh, hey, now I've got to go to, to some – you know, triple A town in the middle of nowhere. It's frigging hard to get to on a, on a plane from California. Don't know where I'm going to be in two months. So you guys hang out here. You know, I mean, they're yeah. teenagers now, but you guys hang out here and wait, we'll see what happens. Just that uncertainty, yeah. man, drives you nuts. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got the, the family back home. Kids are in school and growing up. Yeah, you could tell he was a little emotional there yeah. uh, because part of him, you know, wants to be there with them. And the other part of him wants to continue that legacy that he's built and to be able to win that World Series and just make it all worth it, I think yeah. is what he was sort of saying. Now, all those blood, sweat and tears, there's times that I've left the house to go to games, you know, start the seasons and the kids are at home and in school uh, to be able to share that moment, just so special for him. So, And then what about... Uh... <laughs> I love the fact that he goes, oh, hey, when this guy kicked off uh, Jim Miller's water bottle. Now, we've talked about that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that story for that last game of 2012. Oh, yeah. I, I love the fact that that's his favorite story of you guys. I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. No, that was funny. That was funny. We, we all <laughs> had a good laugh. Yeah, we, we, we got along really well down there in the bullpen. We had a good bunch of guys. Uh, like you said, everyone was dealing. Whoever took the ball would go out there and throw up a zero. It didn't matter, really. That's the way it sent. You know, those days, yeah, just, just a good bunch of guys, uh, great atmosphere every night, day in, day out. Just, yeah, it was funny just to reminisce on a story there. I love how you're like, it, uh, it was funny. Jim Miller's probably still traumatized over the whole thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Grant, we need to transition into that's grouse. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we had Mitch Hanniger on the show, and I asked him, I said, What's that number one trip destination? He goes, oh, I'd love to come to Australia. We got pretty excited. Uh, yep. He said, but he made a quick comment saying, oh, yeah, but there's too many snakes and spiders, right? Yeah, now, right? I get hit up here. I get hit up here all the time about, oh, you know, Australia, everything can kill you over there. Is that, is that the truth or what, what do we got, mate? What do you think? Well, mate, I mean, it's not far from the truth. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a list here as long as my arm. And uh, it just keeps going. I mean, I, I pulled it up on the internet. 
And I just kept scrolling, kept scrolling, kept scrolling. I was like, you're kidding. I've lived there for how many years and survived this? I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny about that though? Because people always ask me, oh, you know, you're scared of this or that. Or if, if we see like a, a, a spider or something, my six-year-old yeah. Kennedy, she's like, oh, there's a spider. And then Amanda's like, oh, yeah, Ryan can figure it out. As if I'm yeah. like the croc hunter or something, yeah? yeah I gotta man. say though, mate, some of this stuff, it does scare the shit out of me. I'm not going to lie. Like, Oh, mate, yeah, some of this stuff on this list, I do yeah. not want to be associated with at all. Yeah, and you've, you've been up to the Great Barrier Reef, right? I've been to Port Douglas. You fly into yeah, northern I'm Queensland. You see these signs on the side of the road next to the water, like, watch out for the saltwater crocs, watch out for the cassowaries, watch out Great for the, whites, the box, box, box jellyfish. jellyfish. Mate, it's like you're in Jurassic Park. You're like, what, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. If you're, I remember going up there um, doing some diving, and I'm like, yeah, you know, well, two hours on the boat and all the way out to the, the reefs. So you just jump in the middle of the water and the bloke's like, yeah, we had a big 12-foot tiger shark out here the other day. I'm like, what? Yeah, no, we do. All right, you ready? Yeah. yeah. All right, grab your, grab your snorkel, champ. Jump in. <laughs> it's like, you know, you can't just go jumping in at certain times of the year. In the no. in the later months of the year, they got box jellyfish. These things will kill you, mate, like yeah. in a heartbeat. And you're two hours from the land. Forget it. You're a goner. <laughs> you're an absolute goner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now where, where we grew up right snakes yeah. are still pretty bad now you have like you know the, the, the oh, yeah. i think the deadliest snakes that little brown snake right it's it's not it's a couple of feet long looks harmless but mate yeah. that thing that thing gets you like you said mate you're yeah. toast mate i remember the old man dropping a spade right on top of one of its head, <laughs> head taking the head right off clean on the concrete driveway yeah, came right. down from the bush yeah he lived near some bush up the road must have just come down from the bush <laughs> in the front yard in the garden mate, uh, eastern, uh, eastern brown snake yeah they're shocking yeah. the uh, another another classic around the suburbs in sydney and newcastle is the uh, red belly black snake oh yeah that's that's a celebrity mate Everyone's like, oh red belly black snake and the things are huge yeah. they're gross looking and i was like oh, it's just a red belly black mate <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no <laughs> yeah like it's nothing yeah. Like like people got keep them for pets. I mean, yeah. some people are just like, ah, oh, mate, you know, it's harmless. It's one of the most deadly snakes in the world. <laughs> now, do yourselves a favor. Go look up the blue ring octopus, right? I don't know where you find this thing. Um, I don't think I've ever seen one. I know what it is. Blue ring uh, octopus, I, mate. It says here, predator, a spectacular predator in the Sydney Harbour. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, keep southern southern blue lined octopus, blue ring octopus. Then you, then you got the cassowary, right? Now that thing it just looks like an emu. That thing is no. lethal, mate. You go up close to that thing, oh, it, it can run you down. Number one, it's yeah. it, it can fly like fast. It'll peck the hell out of you. Yeah, and it's got those. <laughs> it's got those talent, like the claws or whatever. Just oh, yeah, mate, it'll rip you to shreds. Those yeah. claws, mate, it, it, shreds. Gives you a kick, mate. And it's game over. Oh yeah. It's it's pretty unbelievable. The the one thing I remember growing up around was these uh, funnel web spiders. They'll yeah, come no. in the house. They'll get in the house. Um, I remember having to get a a uh, like a a jelly uh, jar out, you know, yeah, and try to cup it and then slide the slide the lid underneath and, right. and put it in there, you know, because they say if that bites a toddler, like a young kid, you don't get him to the hospital within an hour. Mate, it could be. Yeah. It could be devastating. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, funnel whips. The huntsman. Is the huntsman bad? I don't know. Is that even... No, nah, I mean, the huntsman's... It looks bad, but it's, it's, like it's nothing. Yeah, they can 
doesn't even bite through the skin, I don't think. doesn't <laughs> penetrate. And then you've but always then, got mate, the sharks, mate. You've always got the sharks. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, how do you go surf in Australia? No, There's sharks everywhere. Now, I guess there are, but when I was a kid, mate, I, I could care less. I was in the water every day. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. But then yeah, you come over right. here, watch Shark Week, mate, and then all of a sudden I go back to Australia and I just can't even, you know, I can't even go 20 feet out in the water thanks, thanks to this uh, Discovery Channel Shark Week. But I mean, I'm reading something here. It says responsible for an average of one death per year. Now, that's, that's not right. I've been, I've seen way more deaths, I feel like, from great white sharks. Hey, hey this, is the, this is the classic one that they're saying. This is a classic, like, oh, mum, is there sharks out there? Like, no, nah, you got a better chance getting struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I think you do, but I mean, who knows? The odds yeah. are, the odds are definitely, um, mate, the odds are getting bitten or eaten. Oh, if I live down here in Florida, I feel like it's just as bad, if not worse, yeah, mate. Right. I got snakes in the backyard here willy nilly every day. Yeah, you know? and the bull sharks, but, mate. Oh, and the bullies. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll take your arm off. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wear one of those straps, actually, around my ankle. It's supposed to deter sharks. Really? It says, yeah, it says it lets off a, uh, a stimulation of uh, currents and stuff to deter sharks. Wow. But uh, it, it said it doesn't work for great whites. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Right. I mate. Listen. I need to know. Are you, are you telling Porky Pies here? Are you dead set serious? You wear something around your ankle to deter sharks in Florida. Yeah, mate. Every once in a while, I'll throw um, <laughs> throw something around me. It looks like yeah, it looks like you got one of those um, house arrest ankle bracelets on. <laughs> so people are looking at you like, "Geez, look at this bloke!" But it actually deters the sharks. Really? Uh, so they say. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you get your anyway. leg ripped off? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to keep the bullies away, mate. You know, they're the way. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to get caught up with one of those. But it does yeah, say on the packet, it will not deter a great white shark. <laughs> <laughs> but they haven't uh, haven't spotted any around here yet. So hopefully, uh, I was wrapping you up, but you were telling me that story. I was like, right, I, I'm not believing this, but you're you're no. you're dead serious. And it does no, say you don't have the packet there by any chance. There's no serious way you got heart attack, mate. You guys, you guys put up. We're gonna put a photo of that up on on so on uh, social. Yeah, you, dude, I've never heard of that man because up in um, on the Gold Coast, there's they've in the canals and stuff. They have bull sharks in there. They get in there and they don't leave, mate. They're territorial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, they're a menace. Yeah, they'll take an arm off. They'll eat a they'll eat a license plate, mate. They'll eat anything. Like the garbage guts of the of the bloody ocean. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take your arm and leg off too. Hey, what about though? What do you do, man? Let's educate the um, Americans who are about to fly down to Australia. You get bit by a snake. What do you do? What's the procedure? I want to hear your take on this. You just squeeze the venom right out and keep going. (laughs) If you're out bush, well, you got to put a tourniquet on, you know? Because as soon as that gets gets back to the heart, mate, you're a goner. Hey, what about a couple of things? All over Red Rover, you know. Yeah, you, can, yeah, you can't let it get to you. Can't let it get to your heart, mate. You're so- <laughs> when that stops, when that stops ticking, you know what happens. So oh, yeah, yeah, just throw the tourniquet on and see if you can squeeze a bit of venom out if you can. And then, um, yeah, throw. A, I don't know. Throw a bit of cream on it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> throw a bit of arnica on it or something. <laughs> throw, some, throw some danker up on it. <laughs> There's a decker on it and a couple of band-aids and you know, keep marching. But no, no if those redbacks get you, mate, seriously, you got to get the hospital quick, smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to control myself. People are going to get annoyed with the laughing because it is a serious matter, though. But you do, let's oh, say, yeah. 
Let's say a brown snake jumps up. Yeah, by the way, brown snake, you haven't got much of a chance. But let's say let's say a red belly black comes up and goes, snap, right on the calf, mate. <laughs> right on the Achilles. <laughs> First of all, mate, you're gonna go down like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Plus so, you're yeah. gonna be in shock, right? And your heart rate goes up. And when your heart rate goes up, that pumps the venom around your body. So you're gonna you're gonna drop like <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor, mate. I'd say you gotta try and stay calm, stay relaxed. Like in any situation like this. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna drop like a lead balloon, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you know, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't say. Um, but yeah, mate, just, just get to get in the ambo. If you can call an ambo, call triple O as quick as possible, and and get yourself off to one of the hospitals, mate. No, I was Wales or something like that. <laughs> my, my 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 missus asked me, we're we're up hiking Mount Warning up there on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, well, it's not. It's actually, I think it's in New South Wales. Mount Warning, big shout out. But um, yeah. anyway, it's one of our favourite hikes. But we see this snake, mate. It looks dead set like a brown snake. I don't know if it was or not. Yeah, I have right. no idea. And um, you know, Amanda's like, "What do you do if you get, you know, if that thing fangs you?" And I said, "Well, straight away, you got to take your shirt off, wrap it around the yeah. top of the limb to cut the circulation off, yeah. and basically get down that hill as fast as you can, mate. Faster, yeah. faster yeah. than a fiddler's elbow, mate. Straight down the hill." <laughs> Yeah, just tuck yourself in a ball, mate. Just roll it down the hill. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, all right. So nah, we get go as, as you can probably figure here, you know, they're, they're dead, very deadly animals. So uh, yeah, you don't stand much of a chance, actually. Yeah, and and <laughs> and uh, but but that's not stopping us from telling you to go down to Australia. It's a beautiful country, and to be 100%. honest with you, I grew up in Australia, mate. And I I saw one brown snake in my life. You know. So, <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and again, I don't, I don't want to offend any bite victims or, or anyone who's been, you know, bitten by a funnel web or something, like, or, or a redback spider or something like that. But anyway, again, it's no matter. laughing matter. It is dead serious. But like you said, Grant, you got nothing to worry about going to Australia. But yeah, we're, we're getting a little loose here on, on this segment. I do want to wrap up. Next week, we have Lauren Gardner joining us. Now, if you don't know who Lauren Gardner is, go check her out on social media. It's LG underscore red. She does an amazing job. She's on MLB Network. She's a great follow on social media. Uh, and she just covered the playoffs. So she's been in the thick of it when it comes to you know everything going on with what we just watched with the playoffs and everything else. So can't wait to have her on. We're gonna we're gonna she has apparently been to Australia. So I'm gonna have to quiz her, see how Australian she really is with yeah. some of these questions. So I'm looking forward to that. Make sure you go follow us on social media on Instagram at the Top Step Podcast. By the way, I, I need to give a shout out too. If you do need a little Thanksgiving pick-me-up or a Chrissy, a, a special Christmas message, a New Year's message or anything, go to Cameo, right? You can catch Grant Balfour and myself over at Cameo. Say some Aussie stuff for you. But, um, yeah, no, I, I keep forgetting to, to do that, man. I, I do enjoy doing the cameos. People send me some funny messages yeah. to do, and it is fun. Yeah, no, but, it's great, great to reach out to the fans. And I is. had one the other day, actually. Um, lady reached out to me for a 12-year-old, sent it out, and it was funny, just ironic. It came on the same day as my daughter's birthday. It was kind oh, of funny, wow. saying happy birthday to someone else's kid, but uh, pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, they are fun, man. Like, people, you know, it's usually a birthday shout-out or something like that. I go, I go a minute plus, man. I, I, go, I go hard, oh, dude. Yeah. I go, I go massive and I try and make it. They are fun. But anyway, Definitely again, um, and m most importantly, make sure you go click subscribe. We're having a lot of fun. I know we get a little loose sometimes, but that's that's what it's all about, mate. Can't take yourself too seriously. So, Not at all, mate. Awesome. Well, Grant, we'll, we'll catch you next week, mate. Have a great Thanksgiving.
You too, mate. En- enjoy the turkey and uh, rip in. Gobble, gobble, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. See ya. Right. See ya. Hurry. Sometimes you just feel tired.